Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up! Just a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. It's going to be a good episode. I'm going to continue Spooner. It's a really good portion of him. He really hits hard on the government and what a piece of crap it is. And <laughs> uh, I just love it. So, And for people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer. I've practiced for more than 30 years. I'm America's most trusted and beloved lawyer because I tell people the truth. And most of the time, they don't even want to hear it. They can't believe it. They're so brainwashed. They're completely unreachable. But I still tell them the truth. And I'm also a self-certified master practitioner. I gave myself that award almost 20 years ago. And I recently gave myself a Lifetime Achievement Award for all the great work I've done on my podcast. (laughs) All right, I'm just fooling around. Let's go ahead and get the show going. So we're going to continue Spooner, no treason, today. And the, the thing is really great, and I hope everybody listens to all the episodes because they're all worth it because the whole essay is fabulous. And for people to understand it, it's basically an essay. It was written 160 years ago, 150 years ago. And it basically just sets out and proves that the Constitution is a document that has no authority whatsoever, no legitimate authority, that it doesn't form the so-called law of the land in any way. And the constitutional conservatives, they promote this idea that it's the law of the land, but they ignore all the arguments in Spooner. And until those arguments are addressed, any discussion about the Constitution being a freedom machine that has the consent of the people is just utter nonsense and that it's somehow binding on us and that if you don't like it, you can leave and go to Somalia and all this other crap. It's just all crap because they don't address Spooner. Most people have never even heard of Lysander Spooner and his essay, No Treason. And if people read it regularly, if everybody had to read it in high school or college and discuss it, believe me, this world would change. That's why I'm doing this series on Spooner. I've already done his natural law. I'm doing this. I'm going to do some other essays of his as well because these are foundational things that people need to understand about government instead of this absurd kind of superficial analysis people do and run around and pretend to be patriots, think we're spreading freedom all over the world when the government itself rests upon nothing but force and fraud. And we've gone through a ton of the arguments already that he's brought up. And now we're on section eight inside of part six. So we're getting closer to the end. We got a couple more shows before we finish this one up. So let's go ahead and get it going here. And like I said, every one of these shows stands on its own. You can listen to this one without listening to the other ones, but I think it will help if people would listen to them. So let's go ahead and start. The Constitution itself then being of no authority On what authority does our government practically rest? On what ground can those who pretend to administer it claim the right to seize men's property, to restrain them of their natural liberty of action, industry, and trade, and to kill all who deny their authority to dispose of men's properties, liberties, and lives at their pleasure or discretion? It's an important question, right? I mean, once you realize that this entire concept of consent and implied consent and voting and paying taxes and all these things supposedly create this authority, this legitimacy, once you realize those aren't true, well, you're left with the question, what is the basis, right? (laughs) What is it? Let's continue. 
The most they can say in answer to this question is that some half, two-thirds, or three-fourths of the male adults of the country have a tacit understanding they will maintain a government under the Constitution, that they will select by ballot the persons to administer it, and that those persons who may receive a majority or plurality of their ballots shall act as their representatives and administer the Constitution in their name and by their authority. Yeah, that's kind of all it really is at that point, right? <laughs> but this tacit understanding, admitting it to exist, so let's just assume it exists, cannot at all justify the conclusion drawn from it. A tacit understanding between A, B, and C, that they will, by ballot, deputize D as their agent to deprive me of my property, liberty, or life, cannot at all authorize D to do so. He is nonetheless a robber, tyrant, and murderer because he claims to act as their agent than he would be if he avowedly acted on his own responsibility alone. Exactly. See, this is the heart of the Spooner argument, that unless the person consents to the government, that anything that that government does to them is no different than any other criminal act. It's just done to them because they're weaker, because they can't resist it. It's a group of other people banding together to jack over me and my property and my liberty. The tax code proves it. The tax code states that the government can take whatever it wants from whoever it wants in whatever amount it wants, at whatever rate it wants. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be uniform. And they can give exemptions and exceptions and they can give other people money and credits. <laughs> and then they can only go after certain people with the law. It's no different than a criminal operation. It's just people are very deluded and confused. Let's continue. Neither am I bound to recognize him as their agent, nor can he legitimately claim to be their agent when he brings no written authority from them accrediting him as such. I'm under no obligation to take his word as to who his principles may be or whether he has any. Bringing no credentials... I have a right to say he has no such authority, even as he claims to have, and that he is therefore intending to rob, enslave, or murder me on his own account. See, the idea that there are agent, agent and principal law is very well worked out. And the way government operates has nothing to do with agency law because there's no identifiable principal who has any responsibility and nobody the entire chain has any responsibility. That's not the way agency law works. The principal's responsible for the acts of the agent. If the agent acts outside the uh, scope of his obligations and, and restrictions and duties, then the agent himself becomes liable for the acts. But in government, nobody's responsible. Not the people who supposedly vote, not the people who enforce, not the people who pass the laws, nobody. It's just this amorphous blob, and then they claim it's agency theory. None of it works. Of course, we went through a bunch of those arguments as well. But just because a government agent shows up, some IRS agent or FBI or cop or something else, claims to have authority, it's just a made-up thing. And this argument just proves it. Until you add in the magic of government. Oh, what's well, law of the land. Well, what does that mean? I thought it was based on the consent of the people. As soon as you start examining the details, it all falls apart. Let's continue. This tacit understanding, therefore, among the voters of the country amounts to nothing as an authority to their agents. <laughs> it's nothing. It doesn't provide authority. 
Neither do the ballots by which they select their agents avail any more than does their tacit understanding, for their ballots are given in secret and therefore in a way to avoid any personal responsibility for the acts of their agents. See, that's the problem. There's no personal consequence. Nobody in the government chain is ever held liable. <laughs> they periodically pull somebody out as a show trial in order to keep the illusion running. But anybody can see. And I've told them again and again, what is the consequence for some lawmaker passing an unconstitutional law and having it enforced on the people for decades? What's the consequence? Say the Supreme Court even overturns and says it was unconstitutional. What happens? Nothing happens. Is anybody made whole? No. Is anybody responsible for the people they voted for that put that in? How about the people who voted as congressmen or senators for it? How about all the people who enforced all the unconstitutional shit? So there's no consequence to anybody. That's not agency theory. <laughs> not any part of it. Let's continue. No body of men can be said to authorize a man to act as their agent to the injury of a third person unless they do it in so open and authentic a manner as to make themselves personally responsible for his acts. None of the voters in this country appoint their political agents in an open, authentic manner or in any manner to make themselves responsible for their acts. Therefore, these pretended agents cannot legitimately claim to be really agents. You see, it doesn't work. It's just all glossed over. See, all of these issues are all glossed over in the civics classes that people believe in, in the constitutional conservative arguments. All of these things are assumed away. They just start with the assumption that the government is legitimate and valid. <laughs> That's all they start with. That's the most important question, and they can't answer any of those actual questions, so they have to ignore them. They have to ignore Spooner. That's why I'm doing the series, because people need to pay attention to these real issues. And then they'll see that the constitutional conservatives that they love and think represent them and help them are just controlled opposition. They're just there to run the clock out while they take all your freedom. Let's continue. Somebody must be responsible for the acts of these pretended agents. And if they cannot show any open and authentic credentials from their principles, they cannot, in law or reason, be said to have any principles. The maxim applies here that what does not appear does not exist. If they can show no principles, they have none. And see, this is all avoided by things like saying, we the people. This this vague Barnum statement, generalization. There's no such thing as we the people. That's a concept. A concept is not a principle. It's not a principle in law. You can't say a concept. Oh, my principle is honesty. No, it has to be an individual, somebody that can be tagged with liability, somebody who stands up and says, I take responsibility. See, the buck stops nowhere with government. That's the problem. That's why the super rich people love government and push every side of it to keep everybody under the spell because they can act and get everything they want with no liability. But even these pretended agents do not themselves know who their pretended principles are. These latter act in secret, for acting by secret ballot is acting in secret, as much as if they were to meet in secret conclave in the darkness of the night. And they are personally as much unknown to the agents they select as they are to the others. No pretended agent, therefore, can ever know by whose ballots he is selected, or consequently, who his real principles are. This voting crap, it's all secret. Oh, you can run around and say, oh, I did vote. Well, well, how do we know? Are you willing to take responsibility for any of the things they do to me? Oh, no, 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 that's government. I didn't do it. I just elected him. Oh, okay, I got you. Not knowing who his principles are, he has no right to say that he has any. 
He can at most say only that he is the agent of a secret band of robbers and murderers who are bound by that faith which prevails among the Confederate in crime to stand by him if his acts done in their name shall be resisted. <laughs> That's who politicians are. That's who government agents are. They are pretenders. They pretend to have authority. They cloak themselves in this authority, but they're just no different than a band of thugs, criminals. And they pretend that they're there to protect you against criminals, criminal bands that they're there to protect you against. Well, if I don't consent to the government and the abuse it dishes out, how are they any different than a criminal band? <laughs> they're not. See, they're not. It's just a trick with the language and the brainwash. That's it. Men honestly engaged in attempting to establish justice in the world have no occasion thus to act in secret or to appoint agents to do acts for which they, the principals, are not willing to be responsible. Right. If you're what you're doing so great, why don't you take personal responsibility? Oh, you don't have any. I got you. And government, of course, has given all of its agents all of this immunity, even though the Constitution itself and the First Amendment says the right of the people to seek a redress of grievances shall not be infringed. Well, they infringed it right away, and there is no redress of grievances. And even if there were, all they do is take taxpayer money, which is the people they're abusing, and use that to so-called pay off these damages. They need to pay personally. <laughs> that's the only way it can ever work. But that's not the way it's set up. The secret ballot makes a secret government, and a secret government is a secret band of robbers and murderers. Open despotism is better than this. The single despot stands out in the face of all men and says, I am the state. My will is law. I am your master. I take the responsibility of my acts. The only arbiter I acknowledge is the sword. If anyone denies my right, let him try conclusions with me. That's it. Right. That's why I've always said a dictator is a better deal. Because then you can see who the problem is. It's more honest. See, the way it's set up now is a, a gigantic fake of pretend that the people somehow consent. And that these tyrants who run around and impose everything with their government horseshit. So those people, oh, they're, they're the representatives of the people. None of it's true. See, none of it's true when it's examined. And that's why it's never examined, because then the fraud would be exposed and the people would no longer support the government and the entire house of cards would collapse. Let's continue. But a secret government is little less than a government of assassins. Under it, a man knows not who his tyrants are until they have struck, and perhaps not then. He may guess beforehand as to some of his immediate neighbors, but he really knows nothing man to whom he would most naturally fly for protection may prove an enemy when the time of trial comes. Right. See, this is the big problem we have now, right? They've exacerbated this incredibly. Turn the entire country into a bunch of Stasi. You don't know who you can trust. Is people going to turn you in for failing to get a vax or wear your mask or close your business or violate some other made-up bullshit rule? Turn you in, use the proxy violence of government thugs to come get you, then stand around and pretend to be for freedom and liberty and patriots? It's all horseshit. Continue. This is the kind of government we have, and it is the only one we are likely to have until men are ready to say, we will consent to no constitution except such an one as we are neither ashamed nor afraid to sign. And we will authorize no government to do anything in our name which we are not willing to be personally responsible for. Exactly. <laughs> Until there's personal consequences for all this stuff, 
The government's a fraud. The idea that it's a freedom machine with the consent of the people, it's made up. See, it's all made up. And that's why the inconsistencies between these super-rich families who love government and the nonsense about how there's a free market. Well, if there's a free market and that's how you get rich, why would they love government? Because all of it's bullshit. It's not how you get rich in the free market. Oh, well, I know my neighbor, he's got an air conditioning business. He's rich. He's a millionaire. I'm talking about real rich. I'm talking about fucking international banker rich. I'm talking about these people who get billions and billions of dollars. It's all done through government and the fake money system. That's it. Everything else is crap. <laughs> and then until there's people who be willing to be personally responsible for this stuff, it's not going to work. And then it's like, oh, well, no one else take the job. Well, great. Well, great. I don't need the job filled if it's going to be filled by people who abuse me. It makes no sense. <laughs> this is so crazy and obvious. Section 9. What is the motive to the secret ballot? This and only this. Like other Confederates in crime, those who use it are not friends, but enemies, and they are afraid to be known and to have their individual doings known, even to each other. They can contrive to bring about a sufficient understanding to enable them to act in concert against other persons. But beyond this, they have no confidence and no friendship among themselves. See, it's always the same. The government's always shuffling off responsibility for this and responsibility for that. They never stand up and say, I'll take personal responsibility for these predictions. What about all the closing all these businesses under this fake pandemic? Who's responsible for all those damages? Nobody. Oh, the public good in general, and the consent of the people, and they have the power, and emergency this. There's no such thing as emergency powers under the Constitution. No such thing at all. Every party continues to push it. There's more than 30 current national declarations of emergency running and have been for decades. It's utterly asinine. Continue. In fact, they are engaged quite as much in schemes for plundering each other as in plundering those who are not of them. And it is perfectly well understood among them that the strongest party among them will, in certain contingencies, murder each other by the hundreds of thousands to accomplish their purpose against each other. Hence, they dare not be known and have their individual doings known, even to each other. And this is avowedly the only reason for the ballot, for a secret government, a government by secret bands of robbers and murderers. And we are insane enough to call this liberty? <laughs> Uh, see, the thing is, all the really super rich people, they hide all the time. That's one of the most important things they have is they want to make sure that there are a million layers of plausible deniability between them and things that are happening. And anybody you see out in the press, including a guy like Soros, he's not a real string puller. He is a tool of the people who actually pull the strings. People who actually pull the strings aren't in the news. That's all. They need anonymity. They want to have plausible deniability. Everybody can see it. Everybody can see that's what happens. But you tell people this, they can't believe it. Why? Because they're brainwashed from day one. About what? About the stupid shit in the news. As though, oh, we have to worry about what Chuck Schumer's going to do or Nancy Pelosi. They're made out to be the bad guys and all the stupid asses on talk radio and everywhere else. What do they do? They run around talking about how those people are so dumb. They're so dumb. Um, no, those people are pawns. And they're not dumb. They are abusing you. This is all intentional. Government's incompetent. Bullshit. Government's not incompetent. The purpose of government is to get control of people and resources. It's not to help you. It's for a small band to abuse you. Using the correct standard that I just gave you, government is fantastically successful. Let's continue. To be a member of this secret band of robbers and murderers 
is esteemed a privilege and an honor. Without this privilege, a man is considered a slave, but with it, a free man. With it, he's considered a free man because he has the same power to secretly procure the robbery, enslavement, and murder of another man that the other man has to procure his robbery, enslavement, and murder. And this they call equal rights. Bingo. I showed people that passage from Plato and did a whole show about it. Showed them how this idea of the golden rule, that's another fraud. They turn upside down. <laughs> no man would ever give in to another man if he had a choice to be able to call the shots. That's what they teach their kids. And everybody can see it. There's nothing they won't do to you. Nothing. Look at the, all the people who are out in public, the Clintons. How many people have they been tied to with the, the murder list, the suicides? <laughs> it's endless. Happens all the time. Every one of these administrations is the same. Just endless corrupt people and whatever happens to them. Nothing. And then the people who speak up, what happens to them? They get killed. They get thrown in prison. That's what he's talking about. That's how the government actually works. That's why they laugh at you. That's why they all are on the same team. <laughs> Let's continue. If any number of men, many or few, claim the right to govern the people of this country, let them make and sign an open compact with each other to do so. Let them thus make themselves individually known to those whom they propose to govern. Let them thus openly take the legitimate responsibility of their acts. How many of those who now support the Constitution will ever do this? How many will ever dare openly proclaim their right to govern? or take the legitimate responsibility of their acts? Not one. Exactly. What they do is they send brainwashed drones to do their dirty work, and they call those guys patriots. That's why Kissinger said the men in the military, they're dumb and they're there to be used. That's what they think about you. <laughs> they stand around behind the scenes with plausible deniability and immunity, and they direct people to run around killing other people and taking their shit. That is how it actually works. The evidence is everywhere, but the brainwashing is so great that people just can't accept it because it's so scary to them to imagine a world like that. But that's the world they live in, and it doesn't make it go away by pretending it's not there. That's all. You're just screwing your kids and their grandkids. That's all you're doing. Let's continue. Section 10. It is obvious that, on general principles of law and reason, there exists no such thing as a government created by or resting upon any consent, compact, or agreement of the people of the United States with each other. That the only visible, tangible, responsible government that exists is that of a few individuals only who act in concert and call themselves by the several names of senators, representatives, presidents, judges, marshals, treasurers, collectors, generals, colonels, captains, etc., etc. Right. This goes on all the time. This is why this election shit is a waste of time. It's not going to work. All you do is substitute out these people who have no personal responsibility, who laugh at you. That's why nothing ever changes. Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. It's a game. They're running on you. They think you're a fool for putting up with it. And quite frankly, you are a fool. If once you've been told and you can't figure it out from there and you continue to support it, then you're an enabler. <laughs> That's all there is to it. On general principles and law of reason, it is of no importance whatsoever that these few individuals profess to be the agents and representatives of the people of the United States since they can show no credentials from the people themselves. They were never appointed as agents or representatives in any open, authentic manner. 
They do not themselves know and have no means of knowing and cannot prove who their principles, as they call them, are individually and consequently cannot in law or reason be said to have any principles at all. You can't claim that you represent a group of people you can't identify any of the individuals. And then when you do identify those individuals, they stand up and claim that, that you do represent them, but they aren't taking any responsibility for your acts, then they're not your principal. <laughs> then they're not your principal. Government operates exactly like any other criminal enterprise. Exactly like it. The only difference is that the government makes everybody believe it's legitimate and acts like it's there to protect you against the other criminals. When it's not, it's the biggest criminal on the face of the earth. <laughs> That's all there is to it. There is no way around it. Until people can answer the simple issues that Spooner raises, there is no other conclusion but that the people who operate in government are bad actors and they are criminals. And the people who continue to support them are either dupes or they're criminals themselves, hoping to plunder me by using government. Continue. It is obvious, too, that if these alleged principals ever did appoint these pretended agents or representatives, they appointed them secretly by secret ballot and in a way to avoid all personal responsibility for their acts. That, at most, these alleged principals put these pretended agents forward for the most criminal purposes, to plunder the people of their property, restrain them of their liberty, and that the only authority that these alleged principles have for so doing is simply a tacit understanding among themselves that they will imprison, shoot, or hang every man who resists the exactions and restraints which their agents or representatives may impose upon them. Yes, this is how government operates. You don't like it? Oh, well, take it to the government court. Oh, take it to the government prosecutor. Try to vote. <laughs> you can't do anything. This is what people can't see. That government, the proxy violence of government, is used so that certain people can get other things from other people that those people don't want to give up. And then they pretend that they're about liberty and freedom and that this is all about consent of the people and it's all voluntary and it's a freedom machine. It's the biggest hypocrisy the world's ever known. That's what the government is. That's what our government is. It flies around the world killing people. <laughs> claiming to bring them freedom. It's just beyond idiotic. They imprison how many millions of people on made-up government so-called crimes while the government itself allows its own people just to commit crime after crime against the people and allows all the insider government people to commit crimes all the time with absolutely no effect at all, no consequence, nothing. Let's continue. Thus, it is obvious that the only visible, tangible government we have is made up of these professed agents or representatives of a secret band of robbers and murderers who, to cover up or gloss over their robberies and murders, have taken to themselves the title of the people of the United States, and who, on the pretense of being the people of the United States, assert their right to subject to their dominion and to control and to dispose of, at their pleasure, all property and persons found in the United States. I'm sorry, but there's, there is no way around that fact. <laughs> there just isn't. And you can say, oh, well, that's not true. We can do X, Y, and Z. No. They stand up and claim they're for the people of the United States, but they're not for me. Who is the people of the United States? Oh, it's uh, the, all the whole people for their vote. Okay, well, most of the people don't even vote. Show you over and over again. 
half the people who are eligible don't bother voting. Most of the time, the people who are elected want about half the vote. So about 25% of the eligible voters even vote. <laughs> it's all idiotic. Hundreds and hundreds of millions of people don't agree to the party who's even in power, let alone to the, the authority they claim to exert. All they do is vote defensively to try to see if they can get someone in power who'll take more of your shit than their own. That's it. And try to take your stuff and give it to them. That's all this country is. And it's a very small group at the top who control all of it. And the only reason it's possible, the only reason it's possible is because of the massive brainwashing. The massive brainwashing about what this government actually is. And the complete and total lack of understanding of these fundamental issues regarding consent. Consent is the most essential piece of the government. And there is no consent gone over and over. And once there is no consent, then, then you run into the problem. Well, what is the government? What is it based on? What is it really doing? <laughs> once you start saying, well, there's no consent. If you don't have consent, well, then who's responsible for the acts? Oh, nobody's responsible. Okay, so there's no personal responsibility and there's no consent. What is that? That's a tool for people to use. That's all our government is, a tool for people to use. That's how the rich people see it. That's why the government continues to grow. And the people are so brainwashed they can't see it. And I hope to hell that if you can just understand some of the issues that Spooner puts out there, the people will start to wake up and start asking real questions. Real questions. And they'll start to see that those people who are in the media pretend to be constitutional conservatives on your side of freedom, you'll see them for what they are. They're propagandists for the state. They're there. They're controlled opposition to give an illusion that there's a choice that they're for freedom. They're not. They're not. They're for this system. Until you can answer the question of, where's the consent? I don't consent. How do they get my consent? <laughs> I'm not alone. There's millions of people like me. Until you can answer, well, hold it. How does this work? If I'm not allowed to vote, to say I don't want the government, and that's why I did that entire show on Texas v. White when it comes to secession and how the Supreme Court has handled that, if your vote with regards to what kind of government you will be supposedly under the heel of isn't even valid, they just toss it out, and they don't like it, they'll come kill you, which is what the Civil War was about. Well, if that can't wake you to what you actually live under, then I can't wake you. And most people can't be awakened because the cognitive distance is just too painful. The identity with this concept of a freedom machine, a liberty Government, fantastic freedom machine, the United States, the Constitution, Nicolas Cage making movies about it, some stupid shit on the back of Declaration of Independence. They make it illegal to do what's in the Declaration of Independence. And then they tell you that the Declaration of Independence is one of the so-called organic laws in the United States Code. Okay, well, the only thing in there is that you have a right to overthrow a government violently, if necessary, when they become a tyranny. Well, that's outlawed. You can't even talk about organizing it. But then they tell you that it's part of the U.S. code. See, it's all upside down brainwashing, all of it. And it's so demoralizing to people to live in a sea of lies. And they can't sort it out. And most people never sort it out their entire lives. And when they're confronted with it, it's so giant. It's so scary to them that they immediately recede back in and just start just regurgitating absurd slogans about what's your plan and it's still, a free, still the greatest, freest country and where would's a better place and on and on and on. They pull out the bestest, best prison argument. Where would you go? <laughs> they ignore the fact that when the country was founded and there was a war fought, 
they didn't have a plan to institute a constitution. That's not what people were fighting for. That's what they, they, they leave that impression now. They weren't. They were just throwing, fighting to get rid of the tyranny they had. And that's what you have to do. First, you have to get rid of the tyranny. First, you have to get rid of the tyranny. And so the first step is to start to massively decentralize. And I'm sure they'll probably never let us do it. But the conversation alone would be sufficient to cause a earth-shaking change in this country. Earth-shaking. If people understood the principles that are in this essay that I discuss and that Spooner wrote and that I talk about all the time in a million different ways in my show, this world would change and there'd be real freedom on the horizon. And people who love their kids, they need to step up. They need to step up and start talking about it. We need to get the conversation going. It's the reality. And that's why I appreciate the people who support my show. I really do. The people who go into Patreon and sign up where the rubber meets the road and actually put their money where their mouth is, I appreciate them. Because it takes a lot of time to make the show. It really does. And I just don't get why would I be motivated to continue to help a group of people who don't help. They don't even want to help me. They don't want to step up. It's like, okay, I get it. And I've said again and again, if the people are told, I think everybody has a right to be heard. Everybody has a right to hear the truth. But if the people all get to hear the truth and then they still want this kind of abuse from government, then I'll just switch sides and start abusing the shit out of them to have a perfectly clear conscience. People want to be slaves? Then great. Be a slave. Be happy to oblige. (laughs) But in the meantime, I want people to be able to hear the truth. Because there's a lot of people who are on my side. They just don't know it yet because they're so brainwashed. And that's why I'm so hard on those constitutional conservatives and media. You know, because they drain off the people we need into this constitutional conservative shit. I get it all the time on social media. All the time. People don't have the slightest idea what's in the Constitution. They've never heard of Spooner. They don't know any of these arguments. They don't even know how the Constitution operates. All they know is a regurgitation of their high school civics class and or some horse shit they heard from a constitutional conservative on talk radio from one of their bullshit books. That's it. They don't know how it actually works. So that's a good stopping point for the show. Um, It goes on in different stuff, and I'm going to make some more of those. But... If you want to hear about these kinds of issues, I talk about them on my social media page. I'm Legal Man at U.S. Law Review on Twitter. And if you don't, that's fine, too. If you want to come there and act like the Constitution is some freedom machine, I don't care. I'll probably mute you or block you because it's just idiotic. I mean, I used to believe this crap for so long, decades. And then decades ago, I figured it out. And so I already know that you're not right if you believe the Constitution is a freedom machine. I already know it. I used to believe it, used to promote that all that stupid shit till I sorted it out. Now I try to tell people the truth. So, <sighs> all right. Well, I'm not going to keep going because, like I said, it's a good stopping point, and I like to respect people's time. So I think that's all I have to say today. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. You guys have been a great audience as usual. Everybody have a nice night or day wherever you are. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Let's get your hands together one more time for Legal Man. Great show. Thanks so much. I get to take your service on the way out. More quash. More quash.